The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. Then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? It's no holes barred. I didn't screw up the graphic transition this time. No, and it now does it bother you at all that like no one is seeing us dance during that music? Are you hearing the music? That one I hear. What the? I don't get it. No, me neither. I don't understand. Stupid. Yeah, well, we dance enough on these video things. That's true, but usually we're doing music, right? So even yeah, I, that's true. And look, I'm not I'm not one to toot my own horn, but I should tugboat. probably be, it's called a tugboat. Um, I should probably be a little bit commended for dancing without ever hearing the music. That's true. Well, it's like they say, dance like nobody's watching. Even if the person not watching is this guy. <laughs> no holds bar, that's what this is. Everything's allowed. Everything. Everything nothing is barred. There's nothing. That's what that's what it means. You can't have anything because there's nothing. Am I even wearing pants? It's it's a show about nothing being barred. That's it. That's all it is. Um, we're here like every other week, usually. Yes. And we're going through the greatest WWE World Title Change ever project. We're watching every title change of the original WWE World Title. So we're going to stick with. Not the main one. The not the H fake guy. one. The Triple H jerked off all over. Oh, or that was Xavier. <laughs> uh, no, Brad Maddox. It might um, have been Xavier also, in fairness. Probably both. It's probably a mixture on there. Anyway. A cocktail. Welcome. A cocktail, if you will. <laughs> the Tom if Hanks one. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Wait a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm trying so, to picture Tom Hanks behind that bar. What are the categories we grade all these things on? Oh, we're jumping right into it? Let's do it. Why not? I guess. All right. So we grade these things in five categories. We each give a score out of 10. Uh, we go match quality, significance, the moment, build, and aftermath. Nice round number out of 100. Aftermag. Yes, it's definitely an aftermag. It's the best aftermag. So we're watching every, all, every title change. We are grading them, and then we're doing an all-time ranking. Yes. All and time. so far, we've had some pleasant surprises, hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, honestly, three of our last four have resulted in our number one changing. That's right. Now, I don't think we're really in danger of that tonight. But who knows? Who knows? The night is young. Know. You never know. Uh, it was two episodes ago, though, that we did crown our card number one, and that is Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 
Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, two, two before that. That's right below, right? Yeah, right below. Okay, it was three yeah. ago. We get at our number one. Uh, that is Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at Montreal. That is one point ahead of WrestleMania 14. Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels, and yeah. four ahead of Bret Hart versus The Undertaker SummerSlam. So those three have all come in our last four episodes, and they are now our top three by far of the project. Yeah. And we talked about it. Do we peak? Have we climaxed? We got a raging climax coming soon, uh, yes. but I think for now we're probably in a safe zone below these top three for a bit. But we'll see. I take a little solace in the fact that, um, no yeah, but Shawn Michaels will always have one ahead of uh, mm. of Bret Hart. It's true. This is high as Bret's going to get. Yeah, the height. The height. Yeah, the heights. Let's uh, talk about the match we're talking about tonight. That is sure. Steve Austin taking on world champion Kane. Uh, in our last episode, we covered where Kane won the title at King of the Ring 98. Yep, the next in a night, shocking they... fashion. Shocking, yes. The next night, they start Raw. Kane's having the little red carpet ceremony. Vince has the title in the little glass case and, and lets him know, hey, guess what? I got good news for you. Because you did this, you no longer have to let yourself on fire and breathe your last breath. You can go ahead and keep on living. <laughs> Uh, so he's wasn't allowed. that clear that he won anyway that he didn't have to do it like we needed the whole thing so austin came out was this the that he was there any vehicle involved in this one i forget was this his, or no no because the, the yeah the um the zamboni is, is the night is after our next down? match yeah okay that's yeah because yeah because that's it. so the zamboni happens Vin, austin kicks the shit out of vince and then Vince yells at Undertaker and Kane for not defending him, gives them the finger, and then they break his leg. Right, right. Okay, and that's awesome. Maybe my all-time favorite Vince segment, when they break his leg. It's so <laughs> It's so good. Funny. These, like, I don't know if we're going to get there. I'm excited on a Wrestling Warzone. That's every other Monday here on North South Connection. Uh, Jack Hamlin and I are going to the Monday Wars. We're into December of 96. So we're getting to 97, which is, like, my favorite year. But I haven't really watched the 98 Raws in, like, a long time. I am like excited if we get there on that, or if not, I'm gonna have to watch it on my own at some point because there's so much stuff on there that you know it's um, you remember the big moments, but there's so many little things you probably forget because so much shit happens on those shows, you know. Yeah, like I think most people, rem everyone remembers the um, the bedpan, right? Mm -hmm. But I find that leg break segment is like <laughs> yeah. it's so good, and and no one remembers kind of how we got to the hospital, but like. Right. Oh, then at least all the stuff in him in the wheelchair is great with the boss yeah. man under the mask and the dogs. The dogs. And that. Yeah, it's so stupid, but it's so good. You um, violated me, Austin. <laughs> like, but it, there's a lot of good stuff coming. There's a lot of good stuff coming. Like this one alone had um, two brawl for all fights. <laughs> uh, I think it also had Shamrock getting jumped by Mabel. I believe it was on this one, or that oh, may be okay. the next one. It's it's in this little stretch here after King of the Ring, um, when all the former kings like come after him or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an iconic Mabel. I, mean, I think it's this episode. It's an iconic. Oh no, you know what episode it is? The one with the um, parody. So when's that? I think that's the same one with Mabel. Okay. Where he returns. So that's in here somewhere with the DX parody of the nation. I think it's. It might be the next week after this, but it, the Mabel attack on Shamrock is one of my favorite moments because he lets out an all-time when he drops the big splash, <laughs> and they do the replay later, and it's I think it's right before the parody, and in the replay it starts with the noise, like you know they freeze the replay before yeah. they show it, so he's in midair, and they go they play it, and, and he splashes down, and it's it's amazing. 
It's the uh, July sixth is the okay. Is the so it's the next week. Yeah, impersonation. I wonder if uh, Shamrock Mabel is there too. Well, yeah, I think it is. So I think he attacks him one week and then they wrestle. I think, but I think the attack is the next week. It might be because who would have been the kings at this point? I feel like a, one of the kings attack him or so. Like I don't, I don't know the whole deal. Owen, I think well, Owen H- might attack him. Yeah, Billy and Gunn. Then, no, he's not a king yet. Oh, he's not yet. Yeah, it's the next week. I'll have to look Mabel. It up. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I got to look. Oh, here, here, like, okay, so in this July sixth, you have Ken Shamrock. I'm just looking at the thumbnails. You have yeah. Ken Shamrock versus Jeff Jarrett, and then the next thumbnail is Shamrock, like livid, and it says Ken Shamrock challenges Mabel. Yeah. Okay. So that so must be that must be the result of that. I think so. And all of this uh, it comes right after a Bracus versus Savio Vega brawl. Yes. Bro. Yes. I'm living Brockus right now in ECW Extreme Three Way Dance. He's all he's all over the show right now as Jason's uh, bodyguard. So it's been fun. Very nice. Oh, and that next week, that's the. Um, I, I'm just looking at the thumbnails. That's the. See, this is crazy. Like how much shit happened on these shows. It's it's so got amazing. So the finale of next week is uh, when Kane takes off the mask and it's Undertaker. Yeah. It's every week. There's like major shit happening. It's yeah. Anyway, okay. What a time! What a time to be. Uh, right. All right. So we are paused on the June 29th, 1998 edition of Raw is War. Yeah. And my Roku app on my phone just froze. So let me reset oh, that. Good. So now, I don't know you... if I've ta- told this story before. I have two TVs in my basement, and like an idiot, I bought the same Roku for both. Oh. But there's no unique signal. So the remote controls both Roku devices. So the only way around it was to use the app on my phone and toggle between the two. But mm. the phone app is like not super easy. I think a lot of typing with a remote is just a lot easier. So Right. This that's not even first world problem. That's like ridiculous first world problem. <laughs> It's an affluent problem. Oh, it's stupid. my t- my two TVs I have in front. Oh, of me I got to use my phone instead of the remote. Yeah. How dare I? I have three potential remotes in the general vicinity for these two <laughs> televisions and two Roku's. They can't work. I actually have three TVs right now because you know I have that one for the patio. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's cold. I'm not out there right now, so I have it stored. So I actually I could do a try box if I wanted to at the moment, but that's where I'm at. Um. All right. Yep. So My we are cute. very generous to put a TV just upstairs. So like, I'm not pushing it with putting two or three screens. You just hide them. Do you, you feel that's a lie that you want to start on? It's <laughs> really starting on. You already have a mountain of them. All right. 122.18 on Peacock. Uh, June 29th, 1998. Steve Austin's about to enter. If you're on the VPN work. What are you at timestamp wise if you're watching international? 2158. <coughs> okay. 12158. I was going to say, that's a big difference. Metric, I guess. Yeah. All right. 12158 there. 122. What I say? Something, something. Um, we're on the ramp. Austin's about to come out. So let's hit play in three, two, one, go. It was 12218. Pop is massive, obviously. Oh, yeah. He looks like such a fucking badass here. Like, yeah. I know he always does, but like, I like a determined Steve Austin. This is the peak of wrestling awesomeness of this era. Like this is equivalent to like Hogan 
87, I guess, 86 to 87 in there, like that year. Yeah. That's like Austin 97 to like 99. Yeah. Like where he just looks amazing. The crowd is insane for everything he does. He completely it's... owns the character. Yeah. Like, the signs, the signs are crazy. Oh, the signs are nuts. And it carries. I was watching something from 01 the other day and like, they're still there. Like, I don't know when it fades. Is it like, I think it's when they start taking them away. Let's <laughs> say like 03, 04, somewhere yeah. in there. Wait, what does that say? You don't like Triple H? Get that sign out of there, pal. Oh, damn it. What do you mean? What do you but mean? Yeah, you I mean, like it starts in 97. It's a good five years of just madness of signs everywhere. Well, and the crowd is just so engaged in everything. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a better look for Austin to have the black elbow pad than the bright white one that he had the night before? Yes, he's now covered the brand. bandage. He's still got the bandage on, but... Yeah, the pad is covering. So here comes Kane with the belt. He does look badass with the belt. Oh yeah, the red lighting, fucking Paul Bear strutting behind him. I love Ooh. that. He's so arrogant. The uh, oh, yeah. oh, that's a great shot, Austin with the red. The red. Oh, so oh, yeah. good. Because you associate Austin so much with blood, right? Right, like it's perfect. The Kane push, I feel like, doesn't get talked about enough. As like when you think of like first year mega pushes, you always hear like Diesel, Angle, other guys. Like I feel like Kane, maybe because he was around at other gimmicks before that, but like the Kane character wins the world title like in less than a year. Like I think he's probably technically the quickest because Diesel's a year over a year. Yeah, really. Um, Angle's just under a year. Uh, yeah, he kind of debuts. Yeah, I guess that's just November, year. in theory. It's no, yeah. So, this is like dramatically less than a year. I know he loses it fast, but he debuted in early October. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not quite the same, right? Because the, the you think because of the other gimmicks, the other gimmicks, plus it's, no, no, I think because it's one day and it's not like he's like right. a center, like his win feels more like a fluke than say angle, right? But he, he may be the I'd have to think of other ones, but. He may just be the actual quickest debut to title. Well, it's Brock. No, Brock is the quickest because he debuts yeah. in April and wins it's it in like, August. It's like four months. Yeah. Yeah. But Kane's got to be on the short list, I would think. Oh, for sure. I love the urgency to start the match. Just well, right away, slugfests. Like, I think Austin knows. Like, this may be the only ch- because Vince is out to get him. He kind of, you know, strong armed his way into the immediate rematch. He got screwed the night before. Like, he knows his best shot is to try and end this quick. Yeah, this is the best t- type of start to these matches where they're mm-hmm. just looking like they're killing each other. And Austin is so good at that, like weird, out of control fall into a bump, yeah. like he's doing in the corner here. It looks sloppy, but it looks like how you would fall. It's like flailing. He's always just flailing around. Everything looks like he's always like trying to keep his balance, and that's kind of like like you're saying, like a fight. Like you're maybe yeah. off balance, you may be stumbling around, but you're like you're constantly trying to keep your feet. See that sequence he just did off the ropes, that big clothesline into those elbow drops. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you can tell he's like, okay, gotta win, gotta get this done, gotta get this done. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a real urgency. Well, and and it's like that's I find a lot of the times when I'm critis, criti, crit, critical of matches, that's what's missing. Right. Like I'm I always like. Lot, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go. go. You're on the same say, point. I'm changing I, points. I was going to say, I was watching a lot of Mark Henry matches lately for some mm-hmm. reason. And um, I find that every match, there's just zero urgency. Right. And it's like the match can still be good, but it never 
it can't evolve into something great without those stakes behind it. Right. What I always liked about the stunner was it was a move where you didn't really need to wear down your opponent. That's what made it so lethal. Mm. It's like a lot of finishers, you know, if you hit it, the guy may not be like worn down enough for it to matter, but there's some that you can hit in a snap and it's effective enough to finish no matter what. Like if you hit a stunner 30 seconds into the match, you're probably going to win the match. Well, it's the same as the switch in music, right? Like any of those knockouts. You just hit it out of anywhere in a second. The difference I was thinking like with the pedigree is you might not be able to get a guy in, or kind of like the razor's edge. Like unless the guy's worn down, you're probably not going to get him in position. Yeah. Whereas a stunner, you don't really need to get him in a position. Like you just got to catch him, you know, for a second standing the other way. Yeah. And it also has that advantage of looking like it could knock you out. Right. Like, I mean, a razor's edge look great, but you're not really landing on your head. Right. You know, I guess your back, you could knock the wind out of you. Sure. But that's why the diamond cutter was so great, too. Is Paul Bear's yeah. jacket ripped under the arm, or is it like snot something under his arm? Move the way I can't see it. I'll see if he raises his hand again. Watch out. Is he coming back in? Come oh, on. he will. Oh, the fat man with his coat. And he's always doing this. Like, <laughs> I like, I love too. Like, Austin's all bandaged up from the night before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kane has not lost the uh, one sleeve that he wore the night before. No, he didn't bother. He's like, fuck yeah. it. I'm just going to wear that oh, again. What incredible Fez press. And the, I like, I, he doesn't usually do both hands, Austin. Right. Well, he knows the mask. Yeah. So he's really going to like batter him even harder. But what I like about this match too, there's been no sustained control either way. Like Austin's kind of owning it, but it's not like really, he's, it's just like Austin just being a madman. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt Kane because like, Austin is the best and he's got every reason to just destroy this guy. Like it doesn't feel like, Oh, they're just like, yeah, they gave Kane the title and now they're just squashing him. You know, like it doesn't feel that way. No, no. He's, he's fighting the guy who should be destroying him and he should have lost last night. Like this is a, this is a great reset of the world. Yeah. And I think that's what you're feeling from the crowd because like Austin was really great and he still is really great at getting people to like get into the visceral nature of his matches. Right. Like he's doing those clotheslines and those elbow drops, and you're like, yes, like fucking kill him. Yeah, and everyone's just so engaged in it. It's like you can't. I mean, WWE's hot right now, right? Like they're doing really well. The product's pretty good. Like it's the best it's been in a while, I think. Mm-hmm. But even then, <laughs> like it, it's hard to explain unless you were there. The magic of the week to week excitement, and. Even the Daniel Bryan stuff, for as great as it was, some of the best TV they've done, or the pipe bomb was probably the closest you get to it. Like, we are waiting for the next week. Trying yeah. to explain what 97 to like 2000 was in that world is it's impossible to, to do. It's like you don't get like your week revolved around this shit. Mondays suck, but I couldn't wait for the weekend end and go back to school because that meant Raw was on that night yeah. and Nitro was on that night and like insane shit was going to happen. And, and you it was yeah. you couldn't miss it. Like you no. could not miss it. No. Nope. Especially because the internet was bur- you know, at least here it was like burgeoning too. So spoilers existed at that point. Like you could find your way into shit if you didn't watch it live. I mean, I would rec- yeah. I'd usually watch Raw record Nitro. Um, but it's and it, it's funny because I, I think I've you know I've said this before a bunch of times, but like late ninety-eight and early ninety-nine, I was a little disjointed from it because i just started college like you're kind of feeling out eventually i stumbled into you know adam who does uh nba team on the pop experience feed and we would watch raw every week in his room 
but that wasn't until like early 99. So like there's a whole stretch of 98 that I'm very like not super dialed in on, like from September to December. Like I know it, Whoa. but not. And like there's so much good stuff that happens in there. I know it's crazy. Like I was such a diehard watch every single thing from 1990 to like that point, which there was a lot of crap in there. And then like the hottest period, like WrestleMania 15 is one of the few I didn't watch live, you know? So it's like, it's just like crazy. Um, and it's like one of the hottest stretches in company history, but um, yeah. So that's why I'm excited to, you know, watch some of these again, because up until that point, like 97, it's a <laughs> pull there. <laughs> Holding his chest. Look, look at his back. What is that? Is something on there? Is, is it a string? Maybe someone spat on him. It could be actually. Right, See, so like, like, yeah, good. Everything mattered because mm. everything evolved. Right. Right. Yeah, that's like, constant. It, it's it's like show to show the story would go. It's not like now where like everyone's very excited about the bloodline, but like nothing really changes show to show. Like very small, but this things are evolving. Even in the episode, something right. will take a left turn and go completely a different place. Well, this is why, like, the Russo hate is a little... I mean, he's a dink now, but it's, like, the, yeah. the hatred of, like, his style, because it did work for a time. It really wasn't until, like, he kind of was feeling himself. I think this happens with everything. Like, you have, if you're a little humble at first. Once shit works and you're kind of riding high, you get a little overconfident. I feel like that's what 99 is for him. It's almost like he's in his bag too yeah. much. WCW's going down. Everything's you know on fire. So I think he he kind of gets a little more, uh, a little more crazy. But like mid ninety seven through all the ninety eight is just like amazing, incredible. And week to week TV. What he absolutely deserves credit to is he was writing down. Like no matter who you were, you had a story, and that story tied right. into everybody else's stories. And again, yeah. that's what made it. You, you never wanted to miss anything because Austin could come out and beat up Goldust and advance his yeah. story and Goldust, right? Yeah, yeah. It was what is one of the few times where everyone was. It felt the whole world felt interconnected. They didn't feel like different divisions. They didn't feel like different people or different whatever. It was like, like even now, where you know, it's again, it's pretty good. You just never see some crossing of streams, like certain divisions or certain divisions. Like you're gonna get Seth Rollins here, you're gonna get Ricochet here. You're like, you know what I mean? Like they're just they're in their own thing. Whereas yeah. this time, like to your point, Austin could literally fight anyone on this roster and you'd kind of go with it. It's it's you know, he yeah, he could fight anyone. Kane could fight anyone, Undertaker could fight anyone. Like it and it all felt I mean, just two thousand alone, right? Triple H has title matches with Takam and Shinoku and Rikishi and like all like you know, all these random yeah. dudes pop up. So we're into the finish now. Undertaker came out. We had that, the one fake that stunner. Shot of the stunner. That, that shot of the stunner with everyone jumping is incredible. Yes. And Paul Barrett like, is going, ah! like he knows it's over. Um, yeah. And even even the the teased stunner, yeah. um, the crowd goes crazy. You see them like, what? Like they're all like ready to burst, right? It, it's It's awesome stuff. The crowd is going nuts. Now, like, and I love this too. We're immediately setting up SummerSlam. I don't remember when they announced the match. Yeah. Was it announced already at this point that he'd fight the winner, or is that no? I think it's coming soon. It. Oh, that's right. He has to win it when he takes the mask off. Yeah, 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 that's right. So that's what two weeks away. You said it's next week. Oh, it's the sixth. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. So there you go. So I mean, and that's a full a full two month build to SummerSlam. And it's just like a crazy summer. 
And it didn't matter that we yeah. knew the match two months in advance because they were so no, good at telling the well, story. And, even, and they build the July pay-per-view around them tagging, and it makes perfect sense. Right. Right. And they're it's against the two rivals. That he's, yeah, exactly. It's insane to me that he left Kane and Undertaker lying before he left the ring. Like, that's right. pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. So that's a quick match. Um, why don't we get to our uh, stats here? Okay. All right. So match quality, I mean, it's pretty good. I'd probably have it around a three. So to me, that'd be a six. Yeah. So as I was, I watched, uh, as I was looking at it, I, I think I had it at a six, but I'm going to bump it up to a seven because I really love that, like, it just never stops. Right. And all the stuff we were talking about where Austin's just urgency and there's no one really pulling. It's kind of almost a little underrated. So I think they do really well with it. Do you get this extra attitude on the your version? Where they added the extra bits to the Attitude Era shows? Or is that like a Peacock? Did uh, they not put that on that network version? I don't think so. It's like right now we're rolled in. No. It's an extra attitude. Oh, yeah. And it's showing yeah, yeah. what happened after the show went off the air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Taker, Paul Bear's begging. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Taker's face when he punches Paul Bear in the water. Yeah. Down his <laughs> um, all right. So that's that significance. I mean, Austin regains his title and it sets up the highway to hell and into breakdown. So I'm going to go four on that. Like, I actually, it seems insignificant in a way because. Um, yeah. Like the one night blip, if you didn't have that, but that would have just bumped the WrestleMania one even higher somehow if we could have. But so yeah. I think this, you know, the way this goes with Taker getting involved and all that, like really kicks off the highway to hell, which is one of the most, I'm going five. Actually. <laughs> like, like highway to hell is like a really big pay-per-view and storyline um, for the summer. And like, that's, a, that's one of the biggest SummerSlam events to date at that point. Like they really hyped the shit out of that MSG. Um, right. And take a retain. I mean, Austin retains. So it goes right into breakdown, which is like a big time deal too, with Austin versus Taker versus Kane with Vince and all right. that. So I don't know. Let's move on before I talk myself even higher. But well, I'm at, I'm also at a five. Yeah, I was kind of struggling with significance, but I it's because I was kind of throwing this the numbers up kind of slowly right. before we started recording. So I'm going to bump it to a five too. I think that's yeah. yeah. I don't know how much higher it can go considering. The rain's going to end in three months as opposed right. to two, but yeah. Yeah, I think just the highway to hell is so big, and it really just started during this match. Like, Right. It's such a big storyline. Um, all right, the moment, yeah, I'm going to go seven. It feels like a seven. It's a huge pop. you got Paul Bearer's face. Taker comes out. He eats a stunner. It's a real memorable moment. Like, It's not one of those lost title changes you think of on Raw. It might be one of the most famous, at least at this point. Um, yeah. And it, it's like, this is exactly how it, a show should be written. Right. So what I mean by that is that you leave, I think you leave King of the Ring thinking like, holy shit, what are they going to do tomorrow night on Raw? Yes. And so then you tune into Raw and you tune in and they, they please you. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, you know, today I feel like they would do this thing and then fuck Austin. Right. Right. And then you have to chase him for another month or whatever. And they'd be in Texas, you know, like, yeah. like there'd be a shit storm of making him the complete underdog. Whereas here right. they just reset the world and we kept going and it didn't hurt Kane. It, it all worked. 
Yeah. And the night started hot with the presentation. You're like, oh, all right, well, here comes Vince with the belt and all that. Boom, you get Austin right away. And then you're building the whole night to the main event. So it keeps you locked in. Like, I don't know what the Nitro was against this, but interestingly enough, right? You know what this week, July 6th. So we have the Nation parody. Mm. We got the Taker Kane with the mask. We got Mabel. Whoop, that's up against Goldberg Hogan at the Dome, right? Isn't that July 6th, 98? Yeah, it is. So that's a huge night in, in that summer. Yeah. So what's going on on Nitro is um, the main He's, event is. D- about, okay. You're talking about this week that we just watched. Yeah. The one we just watched. All right. um, Bill Goldberg against Brian Adams. DDP against Hogan. I bet that match cut like a knife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sting, uh, Scott Hall. And then nothing. And then a bunch of like, you know. Jim Duggan, Barbarian, Norton, Nightheart, Jericho. That Malone. show was all about building to the the, the dome. Like that's yeah. what that. You yeah. said Goldberg Hall or no? Who did Goldberg fight? Adams. Oh, okay. So Goldberg fights Hall that night, right? Yeah, he I, earn, yes. Yeah, in, he in, beats on Hall sixth. on the sixth and then fights Hogan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they were building to the Georgia Dome show that one. So I mean, right. that that's that's a huge nitro, but this Raw is big too. Like Taker Kane with the mask is like that's a big Attitude Era moment. Oh yeah. Um, that's like a wild night right there. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. What a what a time, eh? <laughs> right, and the parody is one of the most iconic attitude era moments. That's right. It's crazy that the parody in that taker moment. I I, I would have never imagined that was on right. the same night. It yeah. reminds me of when we do Seinfeld, and I'm like, oh my god, the right, pit. same episode. Yeah, like that and that. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the builds. I, I don't know. It's a tough one. Like, it really is just twenty four hours, but the. It's all throughout the show. Yeah. Okay, the ring was great. I'll, I'll go three. I mean, because they didn't really build a ton. I mean, we build. Well, we already factored in for King of the Ring, so it's really one night. Yeah. I'll give him three just because the episodic one. version was awesome, like the way they set it up that night. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm going four. I'm going a bit higher. I found that, like, because there was so much outrage too at the end of the match the night before, that like, they set it up in a way that, like, a rematch felt logical. As opposed to just willy-nilly, you know, because it's right. a rematch clause. Yeah. In fact, I can't remember why Austin got the rematch, but um, but I doubt it was just just because, right? right? Like, probably made it the case that he had a bitch, and, and they did it. So I'm going to factor that in. Okay. Uh, I am going to go seven on Aftermath. I already talked about how I feel about um, the Highway to Hell build. I think it's it's an amazing summer of Dirty FTV. Even just a song getting played a ton. Like it's just so iconic. Like everyone knew Highway to Hell. And I I in my mind as we're going, I'm trying to think like what SummerSlam builds were bigger than this. Like the Mega Bucks Mega Powers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anything? Brett Taker? SummerSlam build? But even Brett Taker wasn't Brett Taker. That wasn't the feud. I mean, it was a big deal, but it was all Har Foundation Austin going into that show was the build. I think it's the best build uh, outside of Mega Powers, Mega Bucks. Even that's debatable, or Zeus, I guess. I think this is like the most anticipated WrestleMania-like SummerSlam main event to that up to, point. Up to this point, and maybe beyond. I don't. I don't like what else has had for a SummerSlam two months of build of main event time storyline with that level of anticipation with the two biggest stars and Madison Square Garden. Like it doesn't. No. I mean, I, I think you can maybe make a case. 
it's different because you, you weren't getting it every week, but I think you could probably make a case for 91 being like that. But that's unit's dead not, by then. But it's not, well, but you got Hogan and Warrior teaming, right? Like that was huge, right? It's yeah, but that the, wasn't like, like you're saying, it wasn't week to week bill. It was a big deal, but I, as having lived both, I would say 98 was like on yeah. fire every week on Raw. Like it was a dream match. Austin and Taker had only fought that one time before. Well, a couple of times, yeah. one, you know, but not when they were at their peak like this. Oh, um, look, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think there's a case to be made, but it, it's really hard to it, it's really hard to compare them because of the nature of what both right. builds are, right? right? Both builds, like when you're watching something week to week and there's shit happening every week, it's a lot right. different than watching superstars and hearing them talk. All right, about so start it. at 93. If you want to take out the pre weekly build, yeah, it's not. It's not. Well, Luger, that's a big build. I mean, well, I'm not talking the build. I'm talking the the match level is like oh. It's this was close. like a this was like a WrestleMania caliber dream match main event with, I don't with think... all the build that goes into it and yeah. all the hype and excitement at SummerSlam. Like that just wasn't a thing. Like you know, what I, I mean? don't like, think that happens again. Like ever. until well, maybe like Brock Cena, right? Yeah, like Punk Cena, maybe in, in eleven. Yeah, or Punk Brock, or you know, like it's like, a long time. It's that's it. Twelve years probably before there's like another. Well, and that's Hogan Michaels, maybe. Yeah, but even that—that's like a special attraction match. It's not the same as this. Right, it's It's not the importance. Yeah. Like, what was the one I was just thinking? Like uh, Cena Batista, maybe. Yeah. You know, wait. Yeah. Um, but again, not the same. Like, no. Yeah, this is like Hogan Warrior at SummerSlam. If they did Hogan Warrior Ultimate Challenge at SummerSlam '90, that's this. Like, that's that's what this felt like at the time. What a good show that would have been <laughs> instead of what we got. You could argue this was like a bigger build than Mania in a way with take with Austin and DX. I mean, this was like iconic. I'm not trying to have too much hyperbole, but like I just I don't know. Like I just remember being so enveloped in all of this. You got well, peak Vince, means- you got peak taker, peak Austin. I don't mean in ring, just character and overness wise. Like also, is Austin the first kind of "Quote unquote long term champion, say from '91 to to go up against and defeat the Undertaker during his reign." Brett, Brett didn't have to fight him during his reign. '96, uh, I guess, 96. but he didn't really beat him. He no, like yeah, get the hell from Diesel. That's um, it. Like Yoko was kind of fakakta. Yeah, but even Yoko has fifty guys jumping in. Right, that's like, what I mean. It was kind of yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, yeah, I. He beat him clean. Had anyone even beat Taker clean? Mankind, I guess. But even that was usually shenanigans. Yeah, the first time. Was the first time shenanigans? Yeah, Barrow hit him with the urn by accident. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I don't yeah, know if I Taker had really taken a real clean pin. I mean, maybe like house show shit against a warrior in 91 or whatever, but like like a real on-TV or pay-per-view clean pin. That might have been the first real... Because even Hogan, that was all BS too with Tony and the Ashes and all that. Like he didn't. Yeah, like I, I mean, like he's not someone who loses clean, ever really. But, but yeah, no. Um, I mean, I've been struggling to think about him being beaten. I wish we were covering that match now. I can, (laughs) title change. All right, Um, all right. So that's a total of fifty-eight. So, are you surprised it finished ahead of, um, King of the Ring? Uh, yes. And I think you're. We're all going to be very surprised when you see what it finishes ahead of in our rankings. Mm. Uh, But yeah, I, I am. But now that I think about it, like. Like if I if I look back, this is the match I remember fondly. Right. 
It's not the King of the Ring. Like, right. and maybe it's because like it's a feel-good moment and whatnot. But I just remember being like needing to tune in, being so excited, and yes. by the end of the show, being like pumped, like, yeah, yeah! like he's got it back. And and then the direction was exciting. And so yeah, I guess now that I think it through, it's not surprising. But at the right. beginning of the night, I wouldn't have believed it. Right. It's just it's a quick match. Like you just don't think of it on that level, but it's it's so good. It's it's a yeah, it's just a great moment. So, all right, that one's in the books. Yeah, so that one's going to finish. Is this just... updated? Yes, it is. You want to go is. over our so, top 10 here? Yeah, but let's just talk about this. This one lands in yeah. uh, 12th place. So just outside the top 10. 12th all time? Um, yeah. That's crazy. 12th out of how many have we done so far? We've done 39. 38. Oh, 39, 39. Yeah. 39. So it's 12th. So it's right ahead of Brett Diesel from Survivor Series 95. Well, it just shows you the point of this project, right? Like I say this a lot yeah. of times with war with Marcus, like the system we've set up rewards a total package yeah. on war. We have shows you would never think would be top 10, top 12, whatever, but wrestling. And I think you and I feel the same way is an entire package. Everything goes into yeah. it. Crowd reaction, build to the match, the storylines that hook you, the important moments that happen. Like, this match, yeah, it may not be as good as Brett and Diesel, but at the end of the day, Brett yeah. Diesel didn't need as much and didn't, you know, wasn't as huge of a moment. And it was like, this is iconic wrestling as a whole package. Is it a great match? It's fine, whatever. I don't know yeah. by what metric, it's fine. But when you look at the whole package, it's like this. If you could offer WWE right now on their next Raw to put on Austin Kane. Or Brett Diesel. They're taking Austin Kane when you look at that. Like every time. Yeah. So it seems well, it, it's, there it comes it's what I keep coming. I keep coming back to as I get older. And I noticed this a lot with the uh, GWWE we just did. But like, you know, even when I'm doing things on the wrestle that was or something, I constantly find that like my least important category is match quality. Yeah. Like, not that it doesn't matter because if a match is bad, then it, then it hurts. But like, of the five categories we have, match quality is for me far and away the least important. Yeah, I think I'm at that point too. I, I'm I'm there too, and I think doing a show like War has really helped with that regard because you really have to look at it holistically, um, and just like shows with stuff that happened mean more. Like we looked at like when we did oh four oh five, like yeah they're fine show, but like shit just doesn't happen. Like like you yeah. go. There's like six good moments, you know, and then you look at a show like SummerSlam 99 that have like 30. It's like ridiculous, right? Like so much happens that's memorable. Yeah. And, and those, and, and it's funny because the 2004, 05 is the year where all the best workers are on top. Right. Yeah. And, and look, it's even when I did the year that was, it doesn't finish high, at least for me. Right. I don't think it's a year that too many people look back on super fondly. No. Right. But so even, like, all right, we'll compare it to even NXT 18, 19, right? Like, it's a great year. There's tons of great matches and everything, but it, when the matches eat, and I think we saw in 15, 16 too, actually, when the matches eat up all the time, just like less shit happens. You know what I mean? Like, whereas you compare it to like, say, you know, whatever, like a mid nineties year, like where stuff is happening all the time. And there's like yeah. debuts and turns and title changes. Like, I do think, I think you're right. But I also think that like, I think that these years like this are always going to better get a better shake on stuff like that, at least yeah. for guys like us, because I didn't watch the NXT week to week. Did you? Right. No. no. So it's like, you know, like so you're not, you're not getting the same context 
that, but I mean, like, even the, just the moments within the show. The, when, this know, one? when you have five matches and they're going long, um, it's just like less oh, time for shit to happen. That's all. But but the moments, but the moments will land less, right? Like, yeah, just yeah. there's no. It's not. It's no one's fault. It's just if you don't have that context and you're not as invested, they'll land less. That's why, like now, when I watch wrestling, it's it's not a NXT thing or this. When I watch wrestling now, I just watch the pay per views. And like for me, it's like, oh, okay. Like it just all feels like nothing. Some right. of that's on me for not watching it. Some of that's on the booking too. But like, I'm willing to admit that's a two way street for me anyway. So, how do you feel about Savio Vega and Brockus and the Brawl for All? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. You want to do our top 10 now? Yeah, let's do it. Number 10, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 6, the ultimate challenge. And number nine, Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, WrestleMania 4. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Hulk Hogan uh, uh, defeating the Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania 5. Number seven, Randy Savage Ric Flair, WrestleMania 8. Very nice. Uh, number six, Andre the Giant defeating Hulk Hogan in the main event, February. Hulk Hogan. Uh, number five, Hogan versus the Iron Sheik, January 85, uh, 84. I, I think it's so cool that that's still holding on up here. Yeah, barely. It's barely in that yeah. top five. That's it. It's going to – yeah, it'll probably get bounced. It may uh, Rick, number four, Ric Flair winning the 1992 Royal Rumble. Then we have our big jump up uh, in gap to our top three. Yeah, Red so like, hold on. Just yeah. some context, right? Like, so if we look at the scores, like everything we've done so far is like in the like, you know, 63 to 67 to like 70. Yep. Eight, 78 is the Rumble match. And then we jump up to 90 for Bret Hart. Uh, sorry, what you're about to say. No, yeah. It's such a huge gap. That yeah. We'll see if anything lands between it, but. Uh, Bret Hart, Undertaker, SummerSlam 97 at number three. Yeah, number two, uh, the aforementioned Steve Austin defeating Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. And number one, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, Montreal, sorry, Series 97, our most uh, greatest title change ever at this moment. Yes. So. Yeah, and, you know, I'm happy that that's hanging on, and that's yeah. going to be a tough mountain to climb. Yeah, agreed. All right, so that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week with another Draft Day episode, and we'll be back in a month with our next title match change. You mentioned earlier it's going to be Breakdown 1998. Hamilton? Yes, Hamilton. Home of Mark Poirier? Oh, yeah. Greatest uh, Broadway show. Um, And that'll be Taker, Kane, Austin. So look forward to that. Check out everything NorthSouthConnection.com. It has all our video, audio content. Just subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. You're watching it now. Smash that like button. Subscribe button. Punch in the like face. Like Austin dropping the elbow. On if you like stage. to listen, subscribe uh, to our audio feeds on any podcast app. Follow us on social, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. We're all there. No holds and bars. Do